got the sit, one hand. Oh, oh, oh. oh the post is broken, Matthews in it. <laughs> Talk about a he-man. Green rises to the top. He is an absolute legend of the game. This is your Football Life with Rex Hunt for Tobin Brothers Funerals. Celebrating lives. Oh, Matthew, thank you to you and thank you to you all over Australia and in fact the world on the World Wide Web. This is your footy life, proudly uh, brought to you with the kindest regards at Tobin Brothers. And the AFL and VFL, thousands of men have played the game at this, the highest level. And some play and move on, others have more of an impact. They are the ones who make a lasting impression that will indelibly be recorded in the history of the game forever. Such is the case, folks, with today's guest. He played 251 games at the highest level for Collingwood and Essendon. He was Collingwood captain from 1966 through 69 and 1976. Essendon captain coach. What's a captain coach? Well, kids, you're going to find out what it is. Victorian captain, Collingwood team of the century is a ruck rover. And he's a proud member and a very just member of the Australian Football Hall of Fame inducted in 2008. He is Des Tuddenham. He is Tuddy. He's on the line. And Tuddy, this is your footy life. Yeah, good on you, Rex. Thank you. Going back to Ross Creek, which is south of uh, Ballarat, and I hope Ross Creek doesn't have any fish in it because it might be one that I've missed there, Tuddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we used to catch eels in the creek there, uh, Rex. Fantastic. We just put, a, put a line in overnight and... Um... We had a dear old friend, uh, uh, Fred Lehman, used to take us up and teach us how to catch eels. And, uh, of course, today the creek is dry. But yeah. Gee, it, was, it was fantastic to go and get the eels and uh, bring them back. And, and my, get mum a, used to, yeah. my mum used to cook them up. <laughs> and get a few yabbies out of the dams. Those were the days, you know, where you could you know, leave home at first light, come home after dark, and everything was fine. But it's a different world now. Uh, mum and Dad obviously didn't have television. <laughs> There's seven boys and two girls uh, to uh, Bill and Anne. Yes, that's right. You, you, you've done your research well there, Rex. <laughs> yeah, my mum, my mum and dad were, were beautiful, beautiful people of all, all of the world. So I suppose about mum and dad, but yeah, you know they, they were very hardworking people. Dad was a councillor for 30, 35 years in the Grenville Shire. Yes, and and uh, my mother was the president of the Country Women's Association and uh, did all the. Like she was a soprano singer. My mum, she was. They were, they were fantastic people. Sounds like you had a wonderful childhood. When did you start to really, really get keen uh, on sport? I know, you know, in that, those days back when I had a bit of hair and, uh, and uh, you know, we were both a bit younger, it was footy in the winter and cricket in the summer. Was that the same in the bush? Yeah, exactly, Rex, yes. Um, we, we uh, well, probably down on a Sunday afternoon after we go to Mass and have our um, lunch our roast lunch on the Sunday, and then we go down to the paddock, the, the seven boys, and have a game of footy, and it was pretty tough. Wow. wow. Um, when did you, at what stage in your early teens, did you think, I love this game so much, I, I, I can play a bit? When did the first seed sow in your mind that, hey, I reckon I can make a go of this football business? Yeah, exactly, Rex. Um, um, after my. First year under forties and under under nineteen. Yeah, well, I think that's when that's when I started to feel that um, I was playing cricket, as you said before. You know, in in the off season, and well, there's seven boys, there were seven of us in the cricket team, so we had a yeah. had a pretty good team. But then then um, I started to realise that uh, oh, South Melbourne started 
chasing me and uh, when I was playing for the YCW, I was playing with uh, Leo Leo Crow's brother that played for South Melbourne. So yes. that's where it all started. Yes. Um, you, you have at times said publicly where I've listened to you speak that completing the farm chores around the cattle and sheep farm, you reckon that's what really taught you to get really fit and actually harden up your, your torso. Was that the fact? Yeah, yeah, for sure. We had to, we were milking cows and when we did the separation of the milk and then I'd carry the uh, the, the milk probably half a mile to the pigsty, you know, with the, yeah. big, the big buckets of uh, milk and that really helped my shoulders. I, I, unbelievably, you, you don't realise, but it builds your shoulders up, Rex, you know? There's, there's, no doubt, there's no doubt about that. Um, and in those days when you first arrived at Collingwood and I first arrived at Richmond, I think Eric Guyatson killed a... He just dug trenches for a living. He was a, a, a pipe man, and uh, we had three or four plumbers, including Sheedy and Tony Jewell. And I'm sure at Collingwood, you had builders, labourers, you had blokes, you know, laying bricks and that sort of thing. We all had had a job during the day. Yeah, of course. I'd walk in and, you know, and there were clothes and the big boots. I remember Kevin Pay, he was, I think he was the same. He was a trench digger, and yeah. they'd all come in uh, in their working clothes and, you know, un, unchanged, and, and out we go. Uh, yeah, they all working hard, and... Well, as you said, we were playing at the top level, but it was uh, it was a sport. Yeah. Des Tudnam has joined us, folks, affectionately known as Tuddy. You can still see him crashing through the packs for uh, Essendon and Collingwood and uh, someone hanging off his arm, and he's always got the ball and kicking goals, as Tommy Hafey goes, kicking goals, that bloody Tudnam. You fix him up, Francis, and uh, we'll get to that a little bit later on. Uh, you mentioned that South had a bit of a nibble at you, but in 62 you went to uh, to Victoria Park at Collingwood. Tell us how that came about, Des. Actually, in 61, I was playing 61, yeah. uh, country league cricket, Rex. Yeah. And um, when uh, <clears throat> I played at Collingwood, and during the course of the day, there was Bob Skilton and Noel McMahon, and uh, Ken Hands came to see me, and, and of course, Jack Burns, and then they all, all smelled a rat and said, well, this boy, he must be able to play football. They're chasing him. Yeah. And and then after the game that day, we went up into the social club and I met my heroes, Ray Gablich and uh, Murray Wiedemann. And that's when Jack Burns asked me, uh, would you like to come to Collingwood? And then they came up onto the farm on the following Sunday to talk to me. Yeah. Yeah, and that's where it started, Rex. Um, well, we'll get to 62 now. You played 11 games uh, on your debut season and, and did rather well. But as a 19-year-old in 63, you had a breakout season and won the coveted trophy uh, called the Copeland. That, goodness me, you, you, you've gone from just sort of average good player to absolute star. What was the thing that set it all off, Des? Oh, I think I, I gave up cricket, actually, Um Jack Burns said to me after 62, he said, "Son, you need to, you need to, need to get a bit fitter and have a bit more speed." And and then I decided to give up uh, uh, cricket and took on foot running. Uh, I started with Val, Val Stewart in Ballarat, who's a great, great old man. And um, I, Tommy Simpson used to run there too from Richmond, as you as yes, you know, mate. I do. And uh, he was so fit, and he set a wonderful standard for me. I I used to see Tommy. I used to be so envious of him running across the ground so fit. You know. Yeah. Well, I'm going to catch you. And, and did it all come out virtually in the last quarter when your opponent might be struggling to get enough oxygen into the lungs and you just take a bigger breath and, and although it burns like a fire, uh, th- that endurance that you actually built up in in training off-season and also during the week, that must have stood you in great stead, Des Tudnam. Oh, I did, it did, Rex, yeah. Um, 
like in those days, we we were running uh, twenty twenty four hundreds in under a minute. You know, so yes. it was enormous conditioning, and uh, yeah, that just that turned me turned my football around. Actually, my fitness and my attitude was uh, oh, it was just you got more confidence, Rex. Yeah, uh, Des Tuttenham is our special guest, and what a star he is, and we thank him for his time on behalf of Tobin Brothers, celebrating the footy life of an absolute legend of the game. Uh, 64, you played in the grand final against Melbourne. We'll get to that in a moment. But before the start of the 64 season, you had a couple of just doubts in your mind whether this big league was uh, you know, for you because you're actually commuting from the farm south of Ballarat to Victoria Park and it started to take its toll, I believe. Yeah, it did, it did. Um, I, I, I Actually, I went back home and um, undecided whether I'd come back to, to, to play football again. I, I was missing home, missing the family probably. And, uh, yes. Um, yeah, so I, I, I probably in the, that summer I didn't didn't um, come to Melbourne, and you know then they obviously persuaded me to come back, but which which I'm glad I did. But uh, yeah, I had I actually I had to bought a farm. My dad and I went to buy a farm together, and we we're losing bidders. But if I had to bought the farm, I don't think I would have come down actually. Fair enough. Uh, let's get to 64. The first of your three appearances at the. Uh... At the best day of the year is a grand final day on the last uh, Saturday in September. Uh, you look when Gabbo took those four bounces and picked it up and kicked it at the punt road end and might be home. But then a cricketer for Victoria, Neil Crompton, followed his man down and kicked a goal and uh, yibbity yibbity it was all over. Can you remember your thoughts on that particular moment? Oh, 100%. Um, actually, I kicked the ball to Gabbo. <laughs> well, there on you the are. Wing. Yeah. In front of the Graysmith stand, a left, a left foot kick, you know, which yeah. normally I, I tell people today it was 80 yards, it was probably eight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. I, saw, I can still busy, I can still see him running down the ground, bouncing, and, you know, and it was a, it was unbelievable. Then, of course, um, and, and just highlighting that, uh, Rex, he said to me after the game, he said, oh, my God, he said, Tuddy, he said, I hope I was running the right way. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, he was. But then all of a sudden, you know, you thought, oh, we might, you know, back in then there was no countdown clock. Uh, I'm not quite so sure. There was just the clock on the left of the st- of the, uh, of the the scoreboard at the city end, wasn't it? That, uh, you know, got the 25 minutes it was back then and time on. And you must have known that it was close. And Crompton came and spoilt the Magpies party. Yeah, well, David Norman and Mick Bone, they changed. You know, Mickey yeah. Bone, yeah. David Norman was in the... In, in the in the back pocket or uh, for us and of course and they they changed and he followed him up the ground you know yes and i said to kevin rose you know grab our men you know and when he kicked off and he probably he should never kicked out brian brian i'm not sure maybe peter Bourne, i think yes yes um he went out and brian did some market you know so uh anyhow it was one of those things that happened in football and your sporting career we did our best on the day and Unfortunately, they were better. That's all you can do is you do your best. And we're going to talk about the 66 grand final. So near yet so close out of the break. This is your footy life on behalf of Tobin Brothers. We're talking to the man himself, Des Tuttenham, affectionately known as Tuddy. Dream rises to the top. He is an absolute legend of the game. You're listening to This Is Your Football Life with Rex Hunt for Tobin Brothers Funerals. Celebrating lives. Oh, Matthew, this is fantastic. Just reminiscing with a bloke that I played against and I've enjoyed his company many times, particularly at the 200 Club. And at the moment, uh, Des Tuttenham has joined us. He's uh, helping out the life members of the AFL and, uh, and, and swimming in the bay, and we'll get to that in a moment. 
let's get to 66 like, you know, it came up with the 50-year anniversary with Barry Breen and all the blokes coming down and celebrating. And it just reminds you of how near and yet how how far you were away from that particular day. And uh, as you said uh, in 64, you played your best. And if that's not good enough, well, it's just bad luck. Do you think it was just that the case in 66 as well, that Collingwood played well and you just got beaten by a kick? Yeah, we, we, we played well, Rex, but, yeah, I, I think probably we... Maybe just a few uh, things that we, we discussed at selection uh, with, with Bobby, because I played, I played well in the second semi, and yeah, you knew, you knew that they were going to be close on me for that day, you know, and I, I wanted to tag Stuart that day and play in the centre on him. Yes. And... Um, but Bobby wouldn't. He said, "No, you're too too valuable up forward." So, had had I done that, I think it might have might have been a little bit different in the, in the outcome. But then again, we we uh, it was a good close game. It was a great contest, you know. Yeah. Like Morrow and you know, like Bulldog and they had some great players, you know. It was was and, was it was a lovely lovely game to watch, and I, I think Ted Potter played on Bulldog, didn't he? Yes, he did. Yeah, he did. And, and, yeah, those did well were the on... days where you'd go miles to see blokes line up against each other. Do you sometimes think in this topsy-turvy, so fast world we live that it would be great to turn back the clock and see two icons lining up against each other at Victoria Park? Because they were the days, weren't they? They were, they were. You'd, you'd go and you knew who you, you had to play in Divine or you'd play on Francis Burke. Or... Yeah. You know, John Rantel, great players. You know, and you just you think, oh well, I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to beat you today. You know, like and but it was the, the tremendous respect we had for one another was just magic. Yeah, uh, getting through the 60s and uh, you remained captain at Collingwood for until 1969. Uh, but then, uh, you know, although you were fit, and I know that uh, Des uh, Len Thompson was involved, uh, a couple other blokes from Collingwood used to run around the, the track at Caulfield Racecourse. I was there and a uh, long way behind you, of course. But uh, then came that infamous uh, pay dispute, and I think you and Len really led it, and, and I think Wayne Richardson might have been involved as well. Can you tell our listeners and just remind the young kids of actually what happened and how much was involved, because they won't believe the figure. What happened was uh, John Allen was my solicitor, and uh, he was he was looking after Bob Skilton, and he said to me, uh, "You know, you should be getting a lot more money. He's getting double the money you are, maybe more, and you're Captain Collingwood." Yeah. I, and and I and that's when we went to the committee, and of course, when I had a manager, and Tomo did the same. We had a manager. They said, "Well, we're not going to speak to you. We don't speak to a manager. You do. You, we speak to you, or we." We're not going to speak to anybody. Yes. And and we were going for six thousand uh, dollars a year. Goodness me. And um, and and Tom made the same. You know, we're going to sign on for four years for six thousand dollars. And. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, but oh, because back amazing, then uh, pe- petrol was twenty-one cents a litre. It's all it's all relative, but uh, it's just yeah. laughable now when you see. You know what uh, Jack Dyer describes as good ordinary players getting three or four hundred, and the top line are getting towards a big mill, mate. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. It was unfortunate our committee was a bit backward. We had uh, Gordon Carline and 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 um, you know they 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 should have sat down with us and and, and you know would I I to be underneath it, Rex. I'm always sorry that that didn't work out because yeah. it would have been good to be a Collingwood, and I I honestly believe that I would have gone on and been probably coach at Collingwood had that not uh, blown up. No doubt about that. Uh, the 70 grand final, uh, one of the great talked about events, you know, the unbelievable comeback from 44 points down at half time with Barassi handball at all cost. What are your thoughts on that day? And they can't be that great. 
No, they're not 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 great. Um, you know, we well the first half. I've only watched that replay once, but uh, the first half they they had the ball. I think about twice into their forward zone. Oh, you know, you we should have been we should have been sixty six points up. You know, Peter Peter McKenna. Um, actually, I. I probably may have, may have been instrumental in just making it a bit awkward. I went when you I went clean Kevin, him up. I went for Kevin Hall. I, I went for Kevin Hall and missed him and hit Peter. And, uh, it's unusual for you, Des Tuttenham, to go for somebody, isn't it? Really, oh, and, yeah, it, was, it, it might be yeah, a bit of uh, deja vu with with a bit of friendly fire. But uh, tell you what, I spoke to McKenna a couple of uh, years ago, and he said not much friendly about it. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Tell us about the next year when uh, when Bobby Rose, the great late Bobby Rose, what a beautiful family they are. Um, yeah. He attempted to reappoint you as captain, but the committee overruled him, uh, and you right. just shoved it right up him, uh, as Ted Whitten would say. Nine goals and forty disposals in opening round seventy-one. Not a bad way to stick it up him, Ted. Yeah, no, that was well. I trained so hard that year. I was. I was so fit, you know. Johnny Tolman and he'd it, it, it really we worked so hard, you know. Like I won a I won a mile at Wangaratta, and I ran what four I ran four eleven for the mile, you wow. know. So he he I was that super fit, and yeah. And Bobby Bobby um, the committee, I was, I was with at Neil Roberts that night at a function at the Moravian Town Hall, and I said I'm I'm sure I'm going to get the captaincy back tonight, um, Coco, and he yeah. said oh, that'd be great. And when I got home that night, there was a message on my phone that the, the committee had wrote in him, so. Yeah, that made it hard. But in here, well, I just said, well, let's go and do it. You know, play play your best and forget about forget about it all. You know, because I love Bobby. Bobby was a great man, and uh, uh, you know, you play for him. You know, a great football person, but a great a great person. Um, Des Tutton is a, is our special guest, Tuddy, and what a what a great man he is on the field and off the field. Um, before we get to the captain coach of Essendon, that's right, kids out there, captain and coach. We'll talk about that in a minute, although our time's getting away quickly. Um, the Collie Wobbles. I was there in 1990 out at Victoria Park the Sunday after uh, Collingwood won the flag uh, against Essendon and uh, Lou Richards buried the Collie Wobbles, uh, the curse. Do you think there was some mental sort of break or block there that after losing so many close grand finals? No, I always put it down, not, not so much mental, I always put it down as, as our fitness. I don't yes. think our fitness compared to, say, Richmond and, 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 and Barassi and a few of those clubs, but I always put it down to fitness. You know, we, we'd play well in the first quarter and the third quarter, but then we had to work hard in other areas and we didn't def- defend enough. I, I always believed that was the uh, result in us losing games. And, yes. Uh, I remember after 66, I said to Bobby Rose, you know, John Tom and I look after your fitness and you just coach. But, he didn't want that, so that was unfortunate. <laughs> okay, you're offered the captain coach role at Essendon in 1972, and you accepted. Uh, you know, um, in 1971, uh, taking the Bombers from second last in 1971 to an elimination final that year. How hard was it in your first lineup on the Queen's Birthday clash against the Magpies to line up against blokes you'd bled for? Yeah, it was um, well. I'd, I'd had a duty to do then. You know, I was coached and employed by the club to, and I love my football. I think that's the thing about all of us about the money or whatever we're getting, Rex. We we love the game. We love competing, and uh, you know whether it was Tomo or Wayne Richardson or McKenna. Um, you know, yeah, I was out there to uh, make a mark on the, for the Essen footy team. You know, it was at first. You know, he shook hands with them, and then once the, I wouldn't let the umpire bounce the ball until I got a bit wild. You know, <laughs> uh, listen, but it was really good. It was yeah. good fun, and and 
And I must say, after I went into the club rooms after the after the game that night, they they stood up and gave me a standing ovation. It was just mag- magnificent. It's called respect, and that's what we've got for you. The whole football world thanks you today for joining us. You're doing great work for the AFL Life Members uh, Club, and also uh, still uh, in the memory of Tommy diving into the bay. How was it this morning? It was cold, but good. <laughs> no, I always, I'm, I, I, when I come out next of the morning, I, I always say, "This is young Tommy," and I just. Absolutely, he made me captain Victoria, and he just did so much for football. And you know, what, what he, he was, um, you know, you stood tall when you're around Tommy, you know. And just briefly, Rex, he tried to get me to captain Richmond after the '71 state team, you know. Yes. And, yeah. yeah. So he he was, uh, yeah. But the water's good. It, it doesn't change a lot, really. It's a no. cold. Rex. It's, it's it's just just from day to day. It doesn't change that much. It's been great to catch up with you. You've given so many people so much uh, pleasure on and off the field. And uh, Des Tuddenham has joined us today, folks. And when the history of this game is written and indelibly recorded, Des Tuddy Tuddenham will take his rightful place. Thanks, Tuddy. Go well and uh, happiness and health for uh, for the future days. Yeah, same to you, Rex. And thanks for, thanks for being with us. I, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. And if you'd like to hear the extended version of this interview, check out facebook.com Tobin Brothers Funerals or you can follow us on Twitter at Rex Footy Life. Folks, a great performer has presence on stage because they work hard at engaging audiences. And even after the curtains fall, they leave a lasting impression. These qualities make them stand out from the rest. Tobin Brothers Funerals is a perfect example. After more than 80 years, they continue to shine. They genuinely care for families, providing professional guidance and expertise, and strive to always be creative. These distinguishing qualities make Tobin Brothers Funerals the true performers they are today. Find out more at tobinbrothers.com.au And this has been This Is Your Football Life, thanks to Tobin Brothers Celebrating Lives.